Game begin. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the revival of the downloadable gaming podcast. My name is Justin, and this is your weekly gaming survival guide where we give you the latest news, reviews, and pretty much everything that goes on from the digital world. Let me tell you, it feels so good to be back to doing podcasting. Now, this is a one-man show for right now because I did not even tell the rest of the crew that I was bringing this back. But thanks to the power of Anchor, this podcast is now back and larger than ever and with a lot of big changes. I want to make this the most engaging gaming podcast pretty much anywhere out there. So one of the biggest changes I wanted to make was letting you, the listeners, join in on the discussions. And thanks to Anchor, that's exactly what we can do. Now, if you don't know what Anchor is, Anchor is this wonderful podcast hosting and recording service that allows creators like me to record, edit, and host our podcast and distribute them pretty much all over the world. And one of the great features of Anchor is that we get to actually get voice messages from you, the listeners, and it's easy to do. All you need to do is download the Anchor app right onto your smartphone or log into the website at www.anchor.fm, create a user profile, and just start listening to the DLG podcast like you're doing right now. From there, you can actually press the message button and send a one minute voice clip right to us here. You can ask your questions, you can give a quick thought on a certain topic, and I will play it live on the show. Well, the next recording of the show. And if it's a question, you will definitely be shouted out, featured, and I will answer it here on the podcast. So again, all you need to do is download the Anchor app right onto your phone or log into the website, www.anchor.fm, create your message while you're listening to the podcast, and bring it on over. Let's make this the most engaging podcast around. Okay, Team DLG. So one of the big things that tends to happen while I'm playing a video game is I get these random thoughts about games in my head that I feel like I just need to share out with the world. And I know a lot of gamers are like this too. You're playing a game, you're probably in the middle of a cutscene or a loading screen, and just random thoughts about the game or about video games in general just pop into your mind. Well, this is a segment that I want to start called Mind of a Gamer. Essentially, anything that has to do with video games that just runs through my mind in a day, even if it's not the latest news out there, I just want to bring in the discussion to you guys. And earlier today, before I decided to start recording, I was playing Madden 19 because I'm a big Madden player, and I started realizing something. Madden is the iPhone of video games. Yeah, let that sink in for a moment. Madden NFL games are the iPhone of video games, period. And I'm not talking about how they come out every year, they have lines around the block, and people are just dying to get their hands on them. That's not what this is. Madden does not have lines around the block. What I'm talking about is the fact that neither iPhones nor Madden tend to make any significant upgrades when they release the newest product every single year. And that is a joke that I love to make as an Android person when it comes to iPhones, but as a Madden fan, I absolutely hate it. 
So I was playing Madden 19 and I slowly realized while I was playing that this is pretty much the same game over and over, even though EA Sports tries to market it as some big improvement. Now, what makes me say that, even though Madden 19 has been out for a while and I got it the day it released? Well, here's the thing. I have not played Madden in the past three months, mostly because I've been stuck with Red Dead Redemption when that released, but also because I took a break from playing video games because I was so busy with work and stuff. So I picked up my controller today to start playing and it felt like nothing changed at all. The buttons are still relatively the same. There's no real significant gameplay improvements. It's pretty much the same Madden with some better graphics, which I can always appreciate and maybe some deeper cutting when it comes to running with the ball. But other than that, nothing at all has changed. There hasn't been a significant upgrade in Madden in years. And let me tell you how easy it was to adjust to Madden 19. The last Madden game I bought was not Madden 18, was not Madden 17. The last Madden game I actually had was Madden 15. And there was still not that much improvement or that much of a learning curve between Madden 15 and Madden 19. I could completely skip out on playing Madden for the next five years of my life and it will probably still be the exact same game. Maybe the big thing is I won't get the updated rosters or the updated attributes for each player, but what difference does that make? I could simply create a player, spend the time doing it, and it'll be the same exact thing. Oh, but there's that new long shots mode where you can play basically as a story mode and you realize out of all the major sports games that has a career slash story element to it, Madden is just the least popular overall. And I'm saying this as a diehard Madden fan. I rather play the career mode on 2K. I rather play the career mode in WWE 2K. I rather play the career mode in FIFA and I am terrible at FIFA games. I cannot score a goal in that game to save my life. And I still rather go through all three of those career modes before I even touch the journey. Oh, I called it the journey. It's actually called long shots. And it's because long shots doesn't give you much to go with. You don't really upgrade Devin who's the quarterback that you play as. Uh, you don't upgrade Colt, who's the wide receiver you also play as in Madden 19. You're just basically going through a story, picking out decisions, and playing with already established attributes, and there's nothing fun about it. And I played the first one, so I know there's nothing fun about it. So, why is this just hovering around my mind? Because now I know what iPhone people tend to go through when it comes to getting the newest phone and realizing that all the hype was pretty much for nothing. And it happens with me every single time I pick up a Madden game. I get the exact same game over and over and over again. And I'm wondering when will EA Sports ever recognize the definition of insanity? Please, Ubisoft, go send Voss over to EA Sports so he can tell them the definition. Insanity. 
is doing the exact same thing over and over again, expecting change. That is crazy. But that's everything that's on my mind. Now it's time to get to the breaking news, which we will get to in just a moment. Alright guys, we are back with DLG and it's time to get to the news. And the biggest story that we've had hit over the week is the fact that NetherRealm Studios hit us with a fatality of a surprise during the Game Awards. Now, if you didn't get a chance to see the Game Awards 2018, what happened was Ed Boon, who's actually the creator, well, one of the co-creators behind Mortal Kombat, came out and was supposed to announce the winners of the best sports slash racing game during the awards. But what we were surprised with was a true fatality, fatality of a surprise trailer for Mortal Kombat 11. The trailer featured Scorpion and Dark Raiden facing off one-on-one -on -one against each other. And it actually had me really impressed seeing the Dark Raiden with the red lightning come up against not one, but there were two generations of Scorpion that he was facing off against. And upon further digging, apparently that part of the trailer was supposed to emphasize the new customization that you can do with the characters. Now, costume changes and costume customizations isn't anything new with Mortal Kombat. We're used to playing with all of these different characters on the roster and having multiple outfits and multiple designs for each one of them. But this one actually promises fully customizable outfits. What I'm hoping that means is that you get the chance to fully customize each and every person on the roster. Maybe one day I want the old school mask of Scorpion with the new school outfit that he has on. Maybe one day I want to add robot Sub-Zero's head to human Sub-Zero's body. I don't know, but if that's a possibility, that's something I can't wait to see. Now, we weren't given much information on who's going to be in Mortal Kombat 11. We're promised a mix of new and old characters, and we only had four characters actually shown during the trailer. The first two, obviously, is Raiden and Scorpion, which leads me to believe that a lot of the favorites are coming back to Mortal Kombat. We're probably going to see Liu Kang, Kong Lao, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Johnny Cage, hopefully Cassie Cage, Sonya Blade, all the classic characters we love, but there were two other characters that were also announced during the trailer. Shao Kahn, the former Emperor of Outworld, comes in as a pre-order bonus when you buy the game. And there's a mysterious woman that you see at the very end of the trailer who's putting her hands towards an hourglass that, if you've never noticed during the trailer, actually goes from bottom to top. The sand doesn't sprinkle down, it goes up. There's currently no hint as to who this woman is, but I think she has some real significance in the next Mortal Kombat story mode. Pending some, hopefully, leaks of the game online, we won't know anything about it until January 17th when NetherRealm Studios has a worldwide reveal of the game. And the full game itself does not drop until April 27th or April 26th, I believe. One of those two dates. And it's going to come with a regular version as well as a premium version of the game. The premium version is going to have 
some more outfits that you can unlock, some more characters at launch, while the plain version is just the base game. The base game is going for about $60 at launch and the premium version is going for around $100 as far as I know. Which leads to the question, which characters are you most looking forward to seeing in the game? Me personally, I was a big Cassie Cage fan during Mortal Kombat X. I've also been a huge Johnny Cage fan, but I'm more than sure, fingers crossed, that I get the chance to play as him again and, you know, hit people below the belt. Hey guys, did you know that DLG is now on social media? Yep, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of them. All you have to do is search up at DLG Podcast and give us a like or a follow. We'll post up exclusive stories that we did not get to during the week, clips of this episode as well as all of them coming up, and we give you the chance to have your questions answered on the podcast. All you have to do is comment down any questions you have on any of our posts. We'll sort through them before we record our episodes and hopefully feature you on the podcast as well. Again, it's on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Look up at DLG Podcast. So, confession, I am a huge Sony fan. I have had Sony consoles from the original PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PSP when it first came out up until now that I have my PlayStation 4 and I have been defending Sony on pretty much everything for years from their decisions not to have crossplay, from their decisions not to have backwards compatibility and so on and so forth and every time Sony makes it harder and harder to defend them and this is now one of those times. So Sony now has this thing called My PS4 Life. It's basically a video that highlights all of your past accomplishments, your trophies, every game that you've played, and condenses it all into one video. But one of the things that Sony put into these videos is the fact that you get the exact number of people who achieved a similar trophy to yours. For instance, one of the most hilarious trophies that I've ever gotten on PlayStation has been from Deadpool, where at the very start of the game, you get a trophy just for pressing start. And imagine if you can see the amount of people that have also gotten that trophy in the game. Just sounds like a number, right? What harm can that do? Well, from there, you can actually access your trophy list from PlayStation Network, and you can see what percentage of people also received that trophy. For instance, let's say 30,000 people have gotten that trophy that just presses start. And you find out only 10% of people, according to PSN, actually got that trophy. Well, 30,000 is 10% of 300,000, which can lead you to believe that Deadpool sold 300,000 copies. That's not an actual figure, I was just making up numbers. But look what it tells you. People can find out from my PlayStation Life 
and from their PSN trophy list, how many copies a game sold. Now, for a more realistic example, try Fallout 76. According to Forbes, in Fallout 76, there is a trophy called Photobomber. And almost 34,000 people have gotten that trophy. And if you look on PSN, only 8.3% of players got that trophy completed. Which means 33,000 people is 8.4% of the total amount of players in Fallout 76. That's about 400,000 players, give or take, total. Which tells you Fallout 76 only sold 400,000 copies of the game. Now, those may not be accurate figures. You don't know how updated these figures are. But that could be very dangerous for PlayStation. Because no developer wants their total number of sales to be posted out there for the public to see. Especially one like Bethesda, where Fallout 76 is pretty much a dud of a game. 400,000 copies to us seems like a lot. But if you compare that with Black Ops 4, what, 9 million copies sold? Or even Mass Effect Andromeda's 2.2 million copies sold? It looks like it's severely underachieving. And no company wants their sales data to be out to the public like that, especially if their game is considered a flop. Unless Sony does something and does something quickly to fix this issue, I'm afraid that many developers will probably stay away from becoming PlayStation exclusives. Now, PlayStation will still have games to sell. There is no doubt about that. But one of the things that Sony and PlayStation are very much known for are their exclusive games. From Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, and many others, the exclusivity of their games is very much an important thing that differentiates them from competitors such as Xbox and Nintendo. But if developers and studios start shying away from the exclusivity and just focus more on broadening their horizons across all the platforms, Sony could see a hit on their overall console sales too. No exclusivity, no need to get Sony games. Or no need to specifically buy a PlayStation. Think about that. Look, Sony, you guys are in a very bad position right now. Between that, the data hacks, the not wanting crossplay, the taking out backwards compatibility. You may still be one of the favorite consoles right now, but if you don't get your stuff together, you're going to simply find yourself in second place to Microsoft. It's time to fix your issues and give the public what they want. Now guys, I would love to leave you with a history lesson. I'm a huge gaming nerd, which means whenever a new game comes out, I like to dig into the history, 
learn more about the players, the backstory, the settings, everything. So before we go, I'd like to give you a quick lesson in what I call Today in Gaming. So today is December 17th, 2018. Well, at least that's the day that this episode is being recorded. You're probably getting it the day after. So let's rewind the clock to December 17th, 1987, where Mega Man, the original game, was released in Japan from Capcom. Mega Man has been around since 1987. That means that Mega Man is over 30 years old. That's always amazing when such an iconic character and an iconic series has been around for so long and it's still very much relevant today. Now, while we haven't gotten many Mega Man games by itself, Mega Man has been an important part, especially when you get into Super Smash Brothers, where Mega Man is now my new main, along with Link. Just another, you know, interesting history topic to bring up. But guys, that is all the time that we have today. I just want to thank everyone for listening. And be sure to follow us at DLG on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Bring in your questions so that way we have some more topics to bring up. Remember, I want this to be a conversation. I want this to be completely interactive. So I am looking forward to your questions. I'm looking forward to your opinions just so I can bring them out there into the show. Ideally, bring in the voice message. Remember, join Anchor, follow this podcast, leave me a voice message so I can actually put it on air. But with that said, I will see you guys in the next episode and happy gaming.